So ladies, I know you can probably relate to what I'm about to say. So you remember when you was in the world and you used to go out sometimes. Yeah, I was going to say you used to go out with your friends, but sometimes you just, you know, go to the grocery store or the gas station and you always get at least one dude that's like, hey, I shot it. What's your sign? <laughs> you remember that? And because we were part of the B system, you know, we would respond with whatever astrological sign was attached to our birthday, you know, you know, that stuff. But then when we came into the truth, we realized that all that stuff was a whole bunch of hooey. But we do have a sign. <laughs> There's only actually two signs instead of the 12 that we were told existed in the world. And that's what we're going to talk about today. All right, let's get into it. introduce this concept to you. So consider this. You are no longer attached to the astrological sign that the world said that you are attached to. So you're not a Scorpio, you're not a Gemini, you're not an Aquarius. All that stuff is hogwash, okay? But you do have a sign. And I want to go ahead and produce and present this to you. So the next time someone asks you, because they still ask me, trust me, the world is always going to ask you, hey, Shadi, what's your sign? But you can actually give them an answer now because you do have a sign. All right. So let's take a look at this. All right. So I'm going to take you to a couple of scriptures, not a whole lot. Um, if you go to Revelation chapter 13, I'm going to start in verse 15 and I'm going to stop at the end of the chapter. We're going to stop at the end of the chapter. Okay. Pause this if you need to. Matter of fact, I would encourage you to pause this and get to that so you can read along with me. Okay. Eric, and he had power to give life unto the image of the beast, that the image of the beast should both speak and cause that as many as would not worship the image of the beast should be killed. All right, so y'all should by now pretty much understand where, I, where I'm at in Revelation, like what chapter 13 is talking about, okay? And he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand or in their foreheads. All right, hold on to verse 16. And that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast or the number of his name. Here is wisdom. Let he that has an understanding calculate the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man and his number is, and it's got some Greek, you know, letters right here, which the grammatia form is 666. Um... But none of that actually matters as of right now. Verse 18 is not the focal point. You know, everybody's always talking about, oh, yeah, well, let's calculate what 666 is. I'm not on that tip today. 
right now we're we're talking about what is your sign. So actually, I want you to go back to verses 16 and 17. Um, I didn't read that earlier, and I'm so happy that Ruach HaKodesh is like, yeah, both of them. So anyway, <laughs> verse 16, and he causes all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark. Let's look at what this mark is. In their right hand or in their foreheads. And then verse 17, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that had the mark or the name of the beast, or the number of his name. All right, before I get into this mark or sign element, I want to stop on in verse 17 where it says that you have to have the mark or the name of the beast. So in that verse, the Greek word for name is onoma which basically means the same thing as the word Shem. It's your nature. It's the nature, character, um, authority, reputation. I mean, it does have a slightly different definition when you actually look up what the definition is. And you can go to blueletterbible.org to look these things up, or you can get the eSword. I prefer blueletterbible.org just because it's easier for me. eSword is kind of like, eh. And then when I go to eSword, some of the Strong's reference numbers aren't the same as on Blue Letter Bible. And I'm just like, uh, okay. So I'm just more comfortable with blueletterbible.org. But back to what I was talking about. So the name is basically the nature, character, authority, reputation of the person. So it's saying that you have to have the mark or the nature, character, and authority of the beast or the number of his name. Okay, and if you go to Exodus 20 and 7, Exodus 20 and 7, where it says that we shall not take the name of Yahuwah our Alua in vain. So we know Hebrew word is Shem or shame, depending on how you want to or sham, depending on, you know, where you are in your walk. But that word means nature, character, authority, reputation. In the Septuagint, <laughs> the word for name in that verse is onoma, the same as in Revelation 13 and 17. So it's safe to say that what this is saying is when you have the name of the beast, you have the nature, character, and authority of the beast. All right? All right. So when you go to Devarim or Deuteronomy chapter 6, starting in verse Four, I want you to just track with me real quick, okay? It reads as follows. Here or Yasharal, Yahuwah, your Alua, Yahuwah is one. And you shall love Alapta, Yahuwah, your Alua, with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. Now I'm going to stop right there. Didn't Yahusha say that in Matthew chapter 22? somewhere between 34 and verse 40. I don't remember the exact verse, but yeah, like when the lawyer asked him, what is, what's the greatest commandment of them all? Yeah, this is what Yahusha said to that lawyer. And as you can see, this is, um, this is in the Torah. This is part of the law. All right. Just want to point that out real quick. Okay. Verse six, 
and these words which I command you this day shall be in your heart. All right. So the heart is very important because the heart is where Yahuwah plants his seed or his word in your heart. All right. Then he says, and you shall teach them diligently unto your children and shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise up. Verse eight, key verse, and you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. I'm going to stop right there. I'm not going to go any further. Okay. So, okay. If you go to Matthew 23, Yahusha is basically like reprimanding the religious leaders. And he's talking about them broadening their phylacteries and, and, you know, just basically doing stuff to make them look righteous and holy and set apart and so on and so forth. And he's like, yo, but that's that's not the point of none of this. So the reason why I'm bringing up the phylacteries is because a phylactery is a small leather box that has Hebraic lettering all around it. And on the inside, written on little scrolls, is the law. And they actually would strap this, and I think they still do, um, over in that place that they call Yasharal, but is not, um, they actually strap these to their foreheads and then it has a, a leather strap, I guess you could say, that comes all the way down and it wraps around their right hand and then, you know, it, it rests on their finger, if I'm not mistaken, but it wraps all the way down like their right hand. It might be their left hand. I'm not, I mean, not hand, arm. It wraps around their arm and goes all the way down to their hand. So the reason why they came up with this is because man being man took what Yahuwah's word said in the physical and ran with it and made it a tradition of men. So the phylacteries were created based off of what we call the Shema, which is Devarim, Deuteronomy chapter um, six, starting at verse four, going to verse nine. Okay. But that wasn't what Yahuwah was saying when he said they shall be as a sign upon your hand and as frontlets between your eyes. Okay, so (laughs) let's throw everything that we think we know about this away and let's consider this. Okay, the first thing he says is that his word should be in our hearts. All right. Well, if you go to what was the verse that I was in? Hold on. Verse eight. That's where I was. If you go to verse eight and it says it should be as a sign upon your hand. All right. So I went and looked and I forgot to tell you, um, what the word in the Strong's concordance for Mark was. So let me go to that first. So in revelation 13 and 17, the word Mark was G five, four, eight, zero or Haragma. And I'm, I'm giving you all this information so you can go and you can research this out on your own. Um, but that is a stamp, an imprinted mark of the mark stamped on the forehead or the right hand as the badge of the followers of the anti-Mashiach, the mark branded upon horses, 
thing carved sculpture graven work of idolatrous images that's the entire definition okay now hold on to that if you need to go find it in blueletterbible.org so you can track with me and i want you to write it down if you need to of course there's a pause button so you don't have to just you know try to scribble it all down pause it come back to and we'll continue all right so that's what mark is in revelation 13 and verses 16 and 17 Deuteronomy 6 and 8 uses the word sign. So that is H226. And it's the word off. It is a signal, a distinguishing mark. So we're seeing actually the word mark being used in the definition of sign, okay? A distinguishing mark. And you remember... The definition of mark, one of them, well, it was a stamp, an imprinted mark of the mark stamped on the forehead or the right hand as the badge of the followers of Antimachiach, a brand upon horses, so on and so forth. Okay, so it's a distinguishing mark. It is meant to show you what that thing is, who it belongs to, so on and so forth. It's a banner. Sign is a banner. It's a remembrance. It's a miraculous sign. So, you know, the signs and the wonders that you see the um, Talmudine, the disciples doing in the book of Acts and so on and so forth. That is the same word that's used. Well, it's actually the um, the word in the Septuagint, which I forgot to look up what it was. I mean, I did look it up, but I didn't. Yeah, I did. Okay, I did look it up. So the word that's used in this particular um in Deuteronomy 6 and 8, in the Septuagint, it's the same word that's used in the Gospels, basically, the Besorah. So, um, it's also an omen, a warning, a token, an ensign, a standard, miracle, proof. And it comes from the word uth, which is to consent and agree. So, um, like I mentioned before, so in the Septuagint, which the Septuagint is the Latin. I know people say it's the Greek, but it's really the Latin um, version of what we call the Old Testament. And it's the word um, Samion, G4592, which means a sign, a mark, a token, that by which a person or a thing is distinguished from others. So it's a distinguishing mark, a prodigy, important, a miracle. So it's it's it has the a very similar definition as the Hebrew word off, Okay. And again, the word Samion is the same word that's used in what we call the New Testament, in the Besorah and in Maasim, the book of Acts, and so on and so forth. So we know that there is a connection to these two words. Why is any of this important? So if you go back to verse 8 in Deuteronomy chapter 6, and you shall bind them for, for a sign upon your hand. So you shall bind them as a signal. A distinguishing mark, a banner, a remembrance, a miraculous sign, an omen, a warning, a token, an ensign, a standard, proof, proof upon your hand, and they shall be as frontlets between your eyes. So let's move out of the physical, out of the natural, into the spiritual, 
okay? Because we know that Ruach, I mean, well, we know that Yahuwah is Ruach and those that worship him must worship him in Ruach and in truth. So now we have to remove the natural aspects of this. What is this really saying? Okay. So let's go to the front lens between your eyes first. We already established that the word of Yahuwah should be in your heart. We know that. Tattooed upon the tablets of our heart. Okay. It should be in our heart because out of the abundance of the heart, the lips speak. Awesome. What's in between, like beyond the surface layer of your forehead? What is be what is behind your forehead? Your brain, your mind. Okay. So Yahuwah's word should be in your heart. And then it should be in your mind. Frontlets between your eyes. It should be in your mind. And then let's go back to, and you shall bind them for a sign upon your hand. Let he who has an ear hear what Ruach HaKadosh is saying. He's saying if your heart, because out of the abundance of the heart, the lips speak, right? If your heart is filled with the word of Yahuwah and you are meditating on his word day and night like we're supposed to, then the things that you do, the works of your hands, the things that you do will reflect that. And that is the sign of the covenant that we have with Yahuwah. His word is tattooed on our hearts. And so we meditate on his word day and night. And so our works reflect the covenant that we have with him. We do what he said. Now on the flip side of that, okay? The mark of this beast. Let's go back to Revelation 13, verses 16 and 17. And he shall cause all, both small and great, rich and poor, free and bond, to receive a mark in their right hand. So, hmm, he marking up the hands. And in their foreheads. Ha! The hand and the forehead, the sign of the covenant with Yahuwah is a mark, is a sign, I'm sorry, upon our, um, I apologize, not I'm sorry, is a sign upon our hand and frontlet between our eyes, which we establish as forehead. So this verse is actually saying that when you are part of the beast system, your mind will meditate on the things of the B system and it will be a mark upon your hand. Which means you will do the things of the B system because that's what you meditate on. And then verse 17, and that no man might buy or sell, save he that have the mark or the name of the beast. Name is nature and character. So you're acting like the ruler of the beast system, which we know Yahasatan is the God or the Alehim of this world, okay? Or the number of his name. Now, here's the thing. Here's the bait and switch, okay? Go back to the Garden of Aden with Hua and the serpent, Hua did not understand that the commandment given to her husband, Adam, was of a spiritual nature. 
don't touch this tree because if you do, if you eat of it, if you touch it, you're going to die. She didn't understand that it was a spiritual death that would take, take place, not a physical death. However, Hashatan, being that he came from where Yahuwah is currently seated, he came from there. He would know that Yahuwah was talking about something spiritual. Not something physical. But what Hasatan does is he counts on our uh, on us having a carnal or a physical or a natural mind and not being spiritually minded. He counts on that. Why do you think it is that we are supposed to be spiritually minded? Because if we're not spiritually minded, we are going to fall into the trap of Hasatan who plays on our physical eyes, who, who, who counts on us using our physical and carnal way of thinking. Said all that to say, and that no man might buy or sell save he that have the mark. The word used here is haragma, but that is not the word that's used in the Septuagint. Which means that there is a whole different meaning behind this okay this there is going to be an actual physical mark but yahuwah is saying yahuwah is saying that the actual mark of the beast or the actual sign of the beast because you remember this word that's actually used here one of the definitions is the mark branded upon horses. So it's a branding. It's a branding. Okay. And it makes me think of in the world where people are always like, I'm building my brand. Mm, not, not yours, but a brand. Um, it's a branding. So there will be a physical mark, but that's not the true mark. The true mark is the fact that you're meditating on the things of the world and the works of your hands are reflecting that. So there's two signs. There's a sign of the covenant with Yahuwah and there's a sign of the covenant with Hashatan or the beast. So what's your sign? And the next time someone asks you what your sign is, you got one or two answers. And I'm praying that the first answer is the answer that you give them. What's your sign? Alapta. That is who Yahusha is. The first and the last, the beginning and the end. Alapta. The Hebrew letters that are at the beginning and the end of the Hebrew alphabet or Alapta. It is the first letter and the last letter. So I'm going to take you to that scripture actually. Hold on one second. So Revelation chapter 22, I'm going to start in verse 12 and just listen, okay? <laughs> and behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give every man according to his work shall be. I am the Allah and the Thaw or, you know, some people Allah and the Tav. Either way, it's correct. The beginning and the end, the first and the last, blessed are they that do his commandments that they may have right to the tree of life and may enter in through the gates into the city. 
All right. I'm going to keep going. For without our dogs and sorcerers and whoremongers and murderers and idolaters and whosoever loves and makes a lie, which are liars, I, Yahusha, I had to keep going so you can understand who was speaking, have sent my angel to testify unto you these things in the called out assemblies. I am the root and the offspring of David and the bright star rising in the morning. All right. And the Ruach and the bride say, come. And let him that hears say, come. And let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him make the water, take the water of life freely. For I testify unto every man that hears the words of the prophecy of this safer. If any man shall add unto these things, Elohim or Yahuwah, shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this Safer. And if any man shall take away from the words of the Safer of this prophecy, Yahuwah shall take away his part out of the Safer of life. That is the book of life. And out of the set apart city and from which is the renewed Yerushalayim and from the things which are written in the Safer. He which testifies these things says, Surely I come quickly, Amon. Even so, come, Adonai Yahusha. The grace of our Adonai Yahusha Hamashiach be with you all, Amon. Ruach HaKodesh just told me to read all of that. I'm not really sure why. Um, prayerfully, he'll reveal that to you. But yeah, so the sign... Your sign, if you are a part of Yahuwah's kingdom, is Alafta. Alafta, Alafta, Alaftav. However you want to say it, that is your sign. But if you're of the beast system, your sign is 666. I'm just saying. So, anywho... If you'd like to get in contact with me, wow, speak much. If you'd like to get in contact with me, (laughs) I had to enunciate so you could understand what I was saying. You can reach me at replenishme at gmail.com. Much shalom and ahava. Let he who has an ear hear what Ruach HaKadosh is saying to the called out assemblies. And until next time, shalom, alakim. Shalom.